Americans. Someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. We have got a jam packed show today. Joel Cannon with us all day today. Here I am. State Senator from Arkansas, Tyler Deese. He had the legislation requiring parental consent for kids to open Facebook accounts. It just got struck down. He'll join us at 5.05. But first, the big news of the day, stepping down, retiring as president at the end of the academic year, Cliff Smart, who joins us right now live on the show. Cliff, first off, congratulations. Oh, no. Cliff, are you there? Cliff, are we there? I'm there. Oh, yeah. there you are. Hey, congratulations. He's already on the, retired. Uh, he already quit. <laughs> he already retired. He's got, congratulations on the big news. <laughs> Thanks, Elijah. Appreciate it. Tell us a little bit. Obviously, you're not done yet. You're retiring at the end of the academic year. Before we jump into that big story, every day on the show we do a question of the day. We're starting to ask it at the beginning of interviews instead of at the end. So, Throw you off your game. Question of the day. Have you ever had a sports injury? And if so, what was it? Um, I don't think I've ever had anything that would qualify as a sports injury. You know, I stopped playing uh, baseball in middle school. And so not a golfer. I, I, and I, I can't think of a single sports in injury I've ever had. Okay, Sorry. So <laughs> what about when you've been the mascot or you've been going toe to toe with, the bear have you had an injury then you know i injure myself all the time but but uh but nothing you know seemingly more as i get older but uh, nothing of any significance perfect all right well let's start with instead of looking forward at retirement let's look back at some of the highlights while you were president of missouri state i know everybody's going to ask this question but pick two or three things you're most proud of while you've been at Missouri State University, other than me graduating yeah. from there, <laughs> um, I uh, uh, there are a lot of students that that, uh, that got across the finish line that uh, they were really proud of. And uh, Joelle, you are definitely one for sure. Um, you know, I think there are like maybe maybe four, <clears throat> kind of four big highlights um, for the last twelve plus years. Uh, the first one is being recognized by the state and the Higher Learning Commission as a doctoral granting university. That is so big for the profile of your university. It lets us let us do things like launch a clinical psychology doctorate program. We've got our first cohort this fall, you know, as a partnership with Burl. That's a that's a huge big deal. Um, a second thing I would say, and Elijah, you were a huge part of this when you and Senator Huff engineered a ten million dollar plus up so that we would be Funded in a more comparable level with other statewide universities, we had we had gotten way behind because of all the growth, and that meant we were getting less money per student. And that that was something people said couldn't couldn't be done. Why would the legislature pass something to give you money and not give any other university money? But but with your help and with Senator Huff's help, we got that done. Um, third thing I would say is the university really has been transformed in terms of its facilities in the last 12 plus years. 
and that's still going right with Senator uh, Blunt and Governor Carson, and again Senator Huff bringing in 135 million dollars for us to completely renovate all our science buildings. The university just doesn't look the same, and it's not the same uh, as it did 12 plus years ago. Um, and then the work that we've done downtown, really becoming a leader in economic development with through the Roy Blunt Jordan Valley Innovation Center, the E-Factory, the accelerator that's there, we've really become a driver in creating jobs and industry and, and new entrepreneurship in Springfield. And, and, and it, as a part of that, completely renovated a whole part of town that was just completely dead and abandoned and, and now is thriving and is on the road to even even more growth as the city daylights the creek and we'll see further uh, industry and expansion uh, there. And so, you know, that's kind of the top of my list of, of uh, things that our team's gotten, uh, gotten across the finish line. All right. So now the fun stuff. You're done at the end of, of, of this academic semester. And I know you're not going to tell us, but what's next? We have to ask anyway. Oh, of course you do. And, 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 you know, and the answer to that is I don't really know. Um, my wife, Gail, says something interesting is going to come along that you're going to want to do and be involved in. I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, but I also know that being president of, of this university and this community is an everyday job, right? You're doing it all the time. And, and so having some downtime when I retire to not be president of the university is going to be a good thing. And there are, there are, we've got six grandkids that are all engaged in activities and sports and there are lots of books to read and there's lots of travel to be done. And I, I want to be able to do those kinds of things while the health, my health is still good. Um, and there, you know, there are other things I'm interested in, in terms of, you know, community service, and philanthropy and board service, um, you know, might even teach a class. I've never taught a class is, uh, since I've worked at the university. Maybe, maybe I ought to teach a class. That'd be a part of the experience in something. But uh, so don't know exactly what that is. My old law partners have already called and said, hey, you want to get back in the game? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no not a million years. Don't you miss one of those 90-hour work weeks? <laughs> not, not a single minute of a single day, guys. No, uh, I do I was, not. I was, that, that, that actually raises sort of uh, my next question, which is you had a very atypical path to being a university president. For those in, those in Springfield who don't know, a lot of just know you as, oh, he's president of the university, but don't know the background, how you end up in that. Walk us through how you ended up in that role. Yeah, so Gail and I moved to Springfield 31 years ago to work uh, for Tom Strong at the Strong Law Firm. Uh, became an owner in that firm. Tom retired to go uh, represent the state in the tobacco litigation, and 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 three of us ended up owning the firm, and we did that. And you know, after practicing law for fifteen years, um, uh, our practices had diverged. I was spending a lot of my time representing Cox and medical malpractice claims, and 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 the other guys were doing personal injury work primarily, and so. So we went our separate ways, and I went to the university and became general counsel, and I thought that was my last job. And then the university ended up hiring someone who was just a awful fit that lasted less than a year, didn't want to be involved in the community, and um, and people left during that year. And so 
I reluctantly agreed to be interim president, thinking I'd do it for eight or ten months and go back to the job I knew and and learn the job was a lot of fun and Gail and I could do it together and we had a lot of success in that first year and the board encouraged me to apply for the job and I did and and was selected and and now the longest serving public university president in Missouri and so it's been a it's been a great second career for me I have loved almost every minute of it except for about the first three months of the pandemic which I was not a fan of but uh, other than kind of managing through the front end of the pandemic it's been it's been a phenomenal career and I've I've loved it you know that was a rough three months but I felt like you um, more than most handled it really well and I don't know if it's your legal background or like being willing to sort of negotiate or be pragmatic but i really felt like you guys took a very realistic approach to handling it and and i was really impressed with with how you guys handled covid well i appreciate that we we knew or i knew anyway and our team knew i mean our 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 students by and large are working class and middle class kids many of them first generation they don't have the luxury of going home and studying from home. They may not have internet. They, if they're at home, they're going to be expected to work. And we needed, we knew we needed to reopen in the fall of 20, and we did. Now, we, we didn't do it cavalierly. We, we, we made adjustments and in terms of how we were delivering classes. But we reopened in August after the pandemic happened in March. We didn't go online for two years like some people did. And, and, and that in hindsight, was absolutely the right approach for our student body and for our team and from our people, and and we managed through it reasonably well. Not there were some hard pieces, but but we were willing to be pragmatic and we were willing to make decisions and we were willing to take some risk because we think what we do is important. And if we had not reopened, thousands of kids would have stopped out of college and never returned, and their lives would have been changed mostly not for the better. And so it was important that we were open. So as a student, even though I'm 41, I feel, I still feel like I'm 20. And <laughs> my, you know, my view when I was on campus, you were not, this was, this was before Glyph, um, BC. Um, my view on campus was like the administration was a little removed, probably kind of old, you know? And one of the things that as just a, adult community member now that I've seen is like you were really a student's president you know 20 22 year old people 22 year old kids running around campus they wanted a selfie with you uh you did these really fun videos we would you know we we love to take our kids to the games and the tail the tailgates and um you know the barbecues and I think you just made it like a really fun lively place which was I think you had to work, you know, that's kind of like outside what maybe people might see, but you had the fun pants, you got dressed up, you did videos. <laughs> so tell me, like, tell us, you know, why did you do that? What made you take that approach? And what were maybe like your, your most fun ones that you did, that you enjoyed? You know, so so a couple of years into this, I, I mean, I realized that students didn't know who I was. I, I wasn't connecting with them at all. And that just didn't seem right. I mean, that that's who we're here to both serve and educate and make sure that they have a great experience and get on uh, with their careers when they're done or go to graduate school and, and afterwards a career. And so needed a way to connect with them and, 
and thought that social media, well, you know, I was encouraged by some, particularly students, young alums, get on social media. Tw- Twitter was just becoming a thing. And so I started that uh, and, and, you know, used it as a vehicle to promote joy and promote the university and the success of, of, of students and faculty and staff and, and promote things that were happening and the good things about the university. And, and then that led to uh, kind of the marketing team saying, hey, Cliff, let's do some videos. And they're so creative. And, um, you know, my favorite video um, uh, took me a gazillion takes, but it's the one uh, where I'm with the, the uh, farm implement and we're, we're, we're cutting corn and then I'm doing some, some country music dance that, oh my God, it took me so many times to get this simple <laughs> move right because I'm just not coordinated. But it turned out to be a really fun, great video that it was one of the, the top ones that were reviewed. And, and again, it was promoting, promoting our College of Agriculture, promoting students, all in good fun. You know, I always thought there was a line. I'm not going to be the guy that goes in the duck tank or takes a pie because I, I don't want to do anything to um, it, it, that I thought was, was not fitting to be a president. But I also wanted my tone, the culture we were creating, to be open and fun and easy and transparent and and uh, um, and that's why everyone calls me by my first name. And it's just, hey, we want to create a community here. And and I needed to be the one that set that tone. And I and I, I think we've been mostly successful in creating that kind of community where everyone feels welcome. Cliff, I know you don't know who will replace you, but what's the process for the Board of Governors to select yeah. a replacement? So uh, we're going to have a special meeting on September 20th. The board will select a pretty big search committee with faculty, staff, students, alums, board members, everyone represented, all the constituent groups. That Their job will not be to pick a president. Their job will be to recruit people into a pool and narrow the pool down to finalists. And then they transition that group of finalists to the board. And then the board ultimately makes the decision of, who the next president would be. I would expect to have two, three, four finalists on campus in February, January, February next year. I think the board's goal is to have a president selected by the 1st of March so that being ready to start uh, in the fall of 24. And I will not be involved in that process. Like all of us, when we decide to retire, we don't get to pick who replaces us. And uh, but, but we have a great board, and they're, they know the importance of this responsibility and I'm confident they'll do a great job. Cliff Smart, thanks for joining us. If anybody wants to follow you on social media, how do they do it? At Cliff Smart, one F on Twitter or X, at Cliff Smart, the number three on Instagram. Just for the record, the fact that he even knows it's now called X is why he was the student's president. And (laughs) it's great. Great to hear your voice. Thanks for being hey, on. Hey, thanks us for today. calling, guys. Great conversation. Congratulations. You bet. Bye bye. Again, that was Cliff Smart announcing he will retire at the end of the next academic session. We've already talked about our question of the day sports injuries. And there's a guy in studio right now from the morning show, Pastor Alex Bryant. Welcome back. What's up? It's been a minute. All right. Been a minute. Question of the day Give us a sports injury story. You played, you're unlike everybody else on the show today. You played sports in college. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what. I 
I had a chance, and it wasn't me. So I've been injured before, but you know, I was one of the, injuring the guys because you know yeah. I was knocking them. Suckers you were a body breaker. I was trying to do that, yes, and helping them up, you know, and praying for them. But I remember <laughs> amazing <laughs> the evangel way. <laughs> yeah, I was. I remember my junior year. I'll never forget this. We were. It was in practice. There was a freshman came in, and I knew this kid from Illinois. I grew up in Illinois youth camp. Knew his dad. His dad was one of my mentors. His name is Jimmy, and um, and so he's a freshman. He gets he's on the practice squad, and he gets hurt like on the practice field. And you know we're we're going against them. He's playing actually you know over, and it's a knee injury, and it looks gruesome. I mean, he goes down. He's screaming. He's thriving. And our head coach walks over to him and goes, "Betty," he calls for our trainer. Has her come over. She she's on her way over. Doesn't even get all the way over there. And he looks at the rest of the team. Move it up ten yards. Keep going. I was like, dang, that is cold. <laughs> this dude is like literally <laughs> thriving on the ground, and I'm moving past him, going, I hope he's all right. And coach like, get it going, and just moves right past. I was thinking, that's just how you treat a freshman nowadays. Dude. So you know, sports injuries. Give us your insight. Travis Kelsey's he going to play tomorrow? No. He is not. Oh, and man. Really? Yeah. And guys, listen, though, but like, you know that I'm not a Chiefs fan. Well, what is it with all of these non Chiefs fans in, in here? I don't understand. Okay. People with Garrett, taste? I don't Garrett's know. Garrett's a Patriots you... fan. You're a Bears the fan. Bears. What's going on? The Bears. Bears fans. Hey, teams that used to be good for a little the, while. You, you got to hate the Lions, aren't. right? We got I don't, you. I, yeah, well, no, I don't hate the Lions. I hate the Packers. And right. I'm just, you, I'm, you want some breaking news? Yeah. The Lions are going to win. All right. What's the score pick? <sighs> uh, it's going to be, it's, Goss going to put up some points. It's going to be 32 oh. to 24. I'm telling you. Sorry, oh. Chief. Oh. All right. Yeah. Mark it down. Keep, was, it all, keep it I all said, predictions. What did I say? I said 31, 24. Uh, Chiefs? I, you, I you picking the Chiefs or no? Uh, of course. Kelsey's I'm not going to play. Nor is Chris Jones. They, I, hey, and you know what? Here's some more breaking news. This is, I, I heard Mahomes this. Mahomes is magic. My, this, is, this is breaking news, guys. And you, we all know that I'm a man of the cloth, right? I'm a man of God in my prayer closet. Chris Jones going to the Bears. Okay, maybe maybe what? that's my hope. Okay, that's right. my I was gonna say, so I heard a crazy rumor over the weekend that uh, that somebody was going to try to trade for Nick Bosa because he's holding out with the the 49ers yeah. and somebody's going to go after him. I'm like, no. Uh, listen, I think 49ers already offered him record money. I think yeah. he plays. I drafted the 49ers defense, so I really uh, want him to play. I get you there. But I was just like, oh, there's no way he gets traded just because of a contract standoff. I don't know why Chris Jones is holding out. I mean, because you're making 18 million, you want to make 25 million. What's the difference? Both the same way. They've already offered him record record contract. I get it. You think you're stud. You're trying to like set your family up for generational wealth, but like you've already got a record on the table. Just take it. Okay. You know what else it might be? I mean, let's let's be honest. For a second. I know we all love our jobs very much and Zimmer and KWTO, everything. It's fantastic. But if you could tell me that I could take three, four, five weeks off and then come back and end up getting paid more money. Yeah. That doesn't sound like that bad of a gig. Yeah. And I mean, they look at, well, you got to play eight weeks like to get a in season, in, right? Right. So, but I think that, you know, for them, if he does take off this, you know, seven, eight weeks, you know, um, Chris Jones, he's still going to, if you're going from 18 to 25 million, you, without plan, they're working out on their own. You don't get the banging. But okay, but did they offer Bosa number one defense? Because that's what they want. They want to make more than Aaron Donald. Well, yep. I don't know if it's more than Donald. Yeah. It'd be, I think it'd be second behind okay, Donald. Yeah. Uh, but it's, again, you're talking 25, 28 mil a year. It's not that. Uh, Elijah, it's not it's, that. It's they want the, the pride of knowing they want the I'm pride. the best. And I I'm get number it. One. I get it. I they get mean that. number one money. I get that. It's, and con- speaking of contracts, Joe Burrow expected by the end of the week to be the highest paid player of all time. 
So that is that's the conversation going on right now. Is you've got Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Nick Bosa, Chris, like all these people holding out. How many of them actually signed contracts before the season starts? I would uh, probably a little over half because these these are always big deals until they aren't, and then it all kind of fades away. And we're like, eh, oh, I remember when that guy caused a little bit of a ruckus. Yeah, but now he's on a five year contract. Big deals oh, well. until they aren't. Hey, Joe Breezy, your girlfriend knows Joe Breezy, Garrett. You know that she right? does. Oh no, every girl knows every girl knows Joe Burr. I'll tell you that for sure. Is that true? Is that true, Joel? Like. Oh, she's she smiling. Smiling. She's smiling. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so he's not really my type. I like um the guy that you aging politicians. Like old gray no, man like, over there. Oh, yeah, but um Garoppolo, you know, Jimmy like, G. With all Jimmy the hair. G. Oh yeah, that's Jimmy fair. G. Yeah, four star Jimmy G. <laughs> but right. I can't. Yeah. We're out of time. We're coming back. We're talking about why federal employees are getting raises, and don't forget five hundred five State Senator Tyler Deese, his bill to require age verification. For porn companies, plus parental consent for social media companies, we'll have them at 505. Did not hold me in its arms like it holds me now. So I dreamt myself a 